my, 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 didn't we hear a sermon this morning? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 God is good. God is good all the time. We want to remember to pray for the ones who are sick, not able to be in church. We want to pray for Paul Swain, Dale Stevens, Donna Grice, and Mr. Barnes. Whatever the need, whatever the situation, God is more than able. Let's invite God to take you, have his way in this service tonight. Let's love him, church. Glory. Thank you, God, for your many blessings, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to be in your house and call on your name. God, every need and every petition, you more than able. God bless the man of God as he brings the word. Supply, supply every need that's here, Lord, in this service. God, we're dependent upon you. We're trusting in you. Standing on your promises, God. Standing on your promises. God, have your way, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated or go back to your seat and don't sit down because Brother Looper's coming just as soon as I read this announcement here. He said, there will be a wedding shower for Alex Grass on Monday, February the 8th, 7 p.m. at the gym. She is registered at Walmart and at Target. So don't forget that. Brother Looper. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't somebody shout unto God with the voice of triumph tonight? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Tonight, so thankful for another opportunity to come together to worship, to praise, and to glorify our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I count it a privilege and an honor every opportunity I get to come into the house of the Lord. And I am really blessed to be able to go to the house of God and know the truth. Amen. How many is thankful for truth tonight? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Good to see everyone here and uh, glad that you're in the house of the Lord tonight. I came with great expectations, believing God to do something great in the house of the Lord tonight. We want to remember to pray for those, as Brother Cooper has mentioned, that are sick, unable to be in the house of the Lord. Let's remember to pray for Sister Sheila Jackson, her family, and those who are traveling home tonight from that funeral Ask the Lord to protect them. My wife and Tammy is on their way home right now, so let's ask the Lord hand of protection over to all of those coming back. God would give them a safe trip. And uh, let's remember those needs. Remember, I have a special unspoken request by someone other than myself that asked us to pray about a situation. So please do that. We want to welcome everyone that's joined us on the broadcast, on the internet. Thank you for joining in with us tonight. We're so glad that you're able to do that. Nothing will ever take the place of being in the house of God. Amen. But do the best you can. Gather around, as the old saying was, gather in close to the radio. What was that that old show that they used to have years ago? Uh, Lights out everybody. 
Gather around close to the radio. Turn the radio up. Turn the lights out. Don't turn the lights out. But let's have church. Get your Bible. Let's have church together. Amen. Let's see God do something great for us tonight. We want to remind you of Brother Godair. Johnny Godair will be here uh, next weekend, Sunday morning and Sunday night. Looking forward to that. Don't forget your time of prayer. Coming in every day to prayer. Don't forget to uh, punch the number back there by the um, by the uh, track stand and uh, and be faithful to the house of God in prayer. If you can't make it to the house of God, pray wherever you're at. But if all possible, I just feel I just feel better when I'm able to come to church and pray. Amen. This is a place. I know it's just a building, but it is a building that's been dedicated to the worship, the praise, and the glory of God. Amen. And that's what we built it for. That's what we have given it to. And that's the reason why we respect and reverence this house of God tonight. Amen. And so remember that through the week. Come by and pray. Remember they are eating after church, serving after church over at the gym. Everyone is welcome to come. There is no charge. If you want to give a donation, you can. And uh, But you don't have to. We want everyone to come together and uh, let's worship and, and praise God in this house. And we're going to go over and do what else they've done in the book of Acts. They broke bread and had fellowship together. I believe tonight, I don't want to make them say anything, but I believe there's two men in here that are to jump up and just lift their hands and give God maybe three. Where's Brother Stanley? Brother Stanley's over here. Just jump up and give God praise and glory for what God has done. You too, Brother Mike. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. God hears. God answers. God works. Praise the Lord. We worship you today, God. We worship you today, God. We worship you today, God. We praise you today, God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Lord. And I tell you, I tell you, if y'all don't know what's going on, they just got news this week that they're not going to shut down the paper machine. Amen. And I tell you, we can all shout and jump because that hurts us all if that happens. Amen. That hurts everybody. So we're thankful for that. We've been praying about that. Thankful for God working. Why don't you look at your neighbor right now? You can't go over and shake their hand and hug their neck, which you're not supposed to, but some of you do it anyway. Let them know that we're glad they're in the house of the Lord. Look across the church. Let them know that we're glad they're in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Amen. So glad to see everyone that's in the house of God and uh, so thankful for the presence of the Lord. And uh, I do apologize this morning. I did go a a little overtime, but I'm going to give it to you next week. I'm not going to preach at all, so I'll make up for that next week. But anyway, we're glad to have uh, Brother and Sister Azar here. I don't know. Have you ever been here, Sister Azar? Azar, I'm sorry. Your son told me that I was supposed to say that Azar, but we're glad that y'all are here tonight and uh, all the way from Lebanon 
And uh, I tell you what, I'm thankful for their burden, thankful for their desire to do something for God in that country. And tonight we're going to receive an offering at this time. If you have made pledges, if you have made pledges and you want this to go toward your pledge, please put it in an envelope and uh, fill that out where they'll know where it goes and that it comes off of your pledge. So remember that. What you give to missions tonight will go to the work in Lebanon. So we ask you to give as given unto the Lord. They don't need a great introduction or to tell what's going on. We know that they've been doing a great job and uh, have known them for the last few years. So give as given unto the Lord tonight, and God richly bless you.
And let me say again, what a great message Brother Looper preached this morning. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And again, I'm like Sister Jones. I'm not going to get a hen scratch away from the church. Thank God for the church. Hallelujah. Preach to us, Lord. Jesus, we love you, God. Come on, let's praise the Lord. God, we love you. We worship you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, he's worthy. Jesus, you're worthy of all the glory and the honor and the praise. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Don't you love the Lord tonight? Amen. Aren't we thankful for the sweet presence of God that we feel in this place? It's exciting to be in the house of God, to be in the presence of the Lord. Anything can happen. Hallelujah. Amen. I've learned a long time ago that it doesn't take much for God to do a miracle, for God to move, to heal someone, to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. All what it takes, just one response. Amen. Opening up, reaching out to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to give honor to uh, Pastor Looper and his, his family tonight. Thank you so much for having us with you. Uh, here in Silsby, and uh, give honor to the bishop also. Uh, we flew in. If you can please be, be seated for a moment. Uh, give honor to this church family, and uh, I'm so thankful tonight. I've traveled quite a bit without my wife, but uh, last year I told her, you know, that's it. We're going to be traveling together. The kids are older, and uh, I'll tell you, I had to uh, twist her arm kind of too. Have her come with me, but I'm thankful to have my wife with me here uh, in, in, in the States. I flew in to uh, Houston on, uh, let's see, what day is it? Friday night. <laughs> and uh, we're still about nine hours ahead. And uh, uh, thankful that we had, we had powerful church with our church family online. We are in lockdown, complete lockdown in Beirut. And so we took advantage, decided to leave for 10, 11 days to the States and head back. But uh, I'm thankful my son Jacob is there and he sends his greetings to you all. And uh, You know, in the midst of, of, of chaos and uncertainty, we still uh, feel God's in control and God is, is on high and feel like God, amen, is in charge of, of everything. This 2020 year for us in Lebanon, uh, like like uh, most of you all here, it's been one of the, the crazy years that we've we've ever seen. Um, Lebanon, we started the year with a revolution in Beirut and uh, just chaos on the streets and people angry at the government, angry at they don't want wars, they don't want taxation and so forth. And uh, uh, and um, I've heard someone one time complain about the things that they are here in the states. I said, well, come to Lebanon for a week. You'll change your opinion. Amen. You'll be grateful. Amen. I still believe. I thank God for the USA. I thank God for the, uh, this country. But we had a revolution. Then our financial uh, system started uh, breaking down. We went into economic collapse. People's money in the bank, uh, they weren't able to withdraw it. And uh, there, was, there was a lot of chaos, violence, you name it, social problems, a complete meltdown. And uh, in the middle of all of that, August 4th, uh, I was at the church. We were doing boxes of food and things like that. And I had an appointment uh, in, in, near the port area. We were looking at a, to rent a building for our school. My wife runs a, an awesome school for the children in Lebanon. And, uh, um, um, and it was uh, 5.45 p.m. My appointment was at 6. But I was so tired, I called the, the man that owns the building, told him I'll just move it to 11 
uh, in the morning, and uh, I drove home. My wife was supposed to be also driving by that area, going home uh, with the children, but decided to go another route. And at 6 or 7, I got home. Our church is two miles away from the Beirut explosion that took place. Our home is five miles away. I got to the parking lot of our apartment in our building, and we heard the first explosion, and uh, I didn't know what it was, and I clicked the interphone so my wife would open the door for us. We live on the third floor, and as she clicked, the, as, as I entered the building, fixing to get into the elevator, and, and I felt like a missile hit our building. Now, I grew up in the Civil War, and I, I knew when, 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 when a missile hit something, I've I knew it was, I said, surely it's in our building. So I left the elevator, ran up the stairs, and uh, my wife came down looking for me, and I went, and we started calling everybody. We had our two uh, daughters with us at home. My son and my oldest daughter were here in the state at that time. And uh, we we found one of our daughters, and the, the second one we couldn't. And it was one of these feelings that you, you don't know what you're going to find. You don't know what would happen. And, and then, thank God, we called for her, and she came out of the back of the house. And uh, uh, we, looked, we, we looked everywhere. It, there was no missile that hit our building. We looked out the balcony, and there was a cloud of mushroom over the city and uh, uh, black smoke uh, coming out from the port area. And uh, well, while we're looking, uh, my phone rang, and they called me from the church telling me to come down. I rushed down to the church, and as I would get closer to Beirut, start seeing the chaos in the city, all the windows, you can imagine, uh, high-rise buildings, all the glass fell, fell on people, fell on cars, people's blood stains everywhere. And as I got close down to our street where our church is, you could see uh, ma- major destruction, and, and yet I'm still, we're still two miles away from it. And... Uh, uh, I got to the church, and all our front was gone. The, the interior walls were gone the, the, from the explosion, the sanctuary, the ceilings, the instruments were damaged. And uh, uh, the, the building, uh, the top two floors of the building were, because the, from the explosion, the building swayed back and forth, so we had major uh, structure damage in it. And uh, to make the story short, it was a devastating on Lebanon. It was on the border of the port, so half the explosion went into the sea and the other half took uh, half of our city. And you can imagine a bomb on the uh, nuclear bomb, but as powerful, but it didn't have the nukes in it. Just the explosion was so massive that 250 miles in Cyprus felt it. And uh, uh, we, we tried to clean, and, and God has, has our church family came. First thing, I'll start checking on our church family and and I want to tell you that following Sunday, we cleaned what we could. We went back to the sanctuary. We had church. And not one person from our church was injured or hurt. Amen. We give, we give God glory. Isn't God awesome? God, God is able to cover you in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a chaos, in the midst of destruction. Amen. And uh, we've, had, we've had report after report. We've had people were in that area working, had to leave, get some tools, and the explosion took the building they were working in collapse. Just reports after reports how God had kept us and God had given us, had, had 
kept us in the middle of all of that. We rebuilt, we tried to refix the church, and because of the damage that we've had, we, we started looking for a, a place where we can move our church. We've been renting all this time in Beirut, but with this economic situation, we felt like we might have a window uh, to be able to purchase something where we can have a foothold in the Middle East for the Apostolic Church in Lebanon and for our school. And right before we left, we found the building. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I, by faith, I, I talked to the people, and I'm believing God to, to give us that property. Now, if we get it, it's going to be a miracle. But I tell you, we serve a God that does miracles. And so I'm already excited about it. And, amen. And, it's, it's been, it's been, and then we had COVID come in and all this stuff, but we've had, we've had since that, since that time, we've had about 20 people get baptized in Lebanon. Uh, many of them got to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Every time we've had people following us online and when the church opens, they come in, get baptized, get the Holy Ghost, you know, so no, no matter what the devil's agenda is, I want to tell you, God is still in control and God is still working. And I feel peace, and I'm excited. I'm excited to be part of God's kingdom. I'm excited to be part of the church. Let me tell you something. The world is going to have its agenda. It's going to take its course. But the church has its own agenda. God is going through. Hallelujah. God is going to bring things to pass. And I'm thankful tonight, hallelujah, to be in this ark, this ark of salvation. This is the time when you, I want to be full of the Holy Ghost. I want to be prayed up. I want to be living for God. I want to be doing what's right. I want to be ready for heaven. Don't look around. This is no time to backslide. No time to give in to fear. But this is the time to, to get recharged. Set your eyes on heaven. Jesus is coming back. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus is coming back. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I'll tell you, we've been in Beirut several years, and if I learned something, I've learned something. Every time the devil gives us a, a blow, we, we, we might fall down, but I tell you, I've learned to get back up again and keep on keeping on. Keep on believing. Keep on trusting. Keep on expecting. And God never fails. I said, God never fails. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're thankful for what God is doing. I still believe that the Middle East is going to have a revival. Lebanon is an exciting place because in the middle of all of that, you see God moving, drawing people. Amen. Muslims getting baptized, getting the Holy Ghost. Catholics getting baptized, getting the Holy Ghost. Something beautiful about this gospel that it's real. It is true. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter where you come from, what language you speak. What color you are, what, what country you come from. If you come clean to God, repent, believe on the Lord, believe that God, His name is Jesus, get baptized in His name. God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So we give God all the glory and honor tonight. And, uh, I, 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 I believe we, we, we are expecting the the coming back of the Lord and to be raptured soon. Amen. I, I, that, that still excites me. I've, I've heard it throughout all my life in the, in the church. But now when I look around me, amen, I'm excited about heaven. 
Amen. I'll be honest with you. I drove today and I'm still tired. I got to the evangelist quarter trying to sleep. And all of a sudden, you know what came to my mind? Hallelujah. Heaven is near. Something came to my spirit. Amen. That, you know, Jesus is coming back. Our days here are numbered. Some of us are going to live some time. But when it's all said and done, I want to be in His glory. I want to walk, amen, into His court. I want to be with the Lord. I want to finish strong. I want to finish full of faith. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And so, thank God, thank God. Thank you for the opportunity one more time to be here tonight. I do feel uh, in the Lord to go in this direction tonight. I want to ask you if you can please stand with me. I want to sincerely thank you for helping us. Uh, You all have been supporting our work in Lebanon. Thank you for the offering you've sent uh, for us to, to Lebanon. And we appreciate your prayers. We appreciate your help and support. Amen. And uh, we thank you. We pray that God bless you for it. If you can please go with me. I want to go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 26. How many love the Lord tonight? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Luke, chapter 1, verse 26. This is a time. It's a famous uh, scripture in the Bible. speaks about the birth of our Lord Amen. The Lord Jesus. The Bible says, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. And blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the Highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing shall be born of thee, shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. In other words, if he did it for her, he would do it for you. Amen. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary, look at Mary's response. Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary rose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into the city of Judah. Amen. With the help of the Lord, just for a little bit, I want to preach tonight about the birth of a miracle. The birth of a miracle. If you can please put your Bibles down, lift your hands with me toward heaven, help me pray. Lord, we thank you for your presence that we feel in this place tonight. 
We ask you, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts and that you would speak to our minds and let your word go forth. Let your anointing flow without limit. God, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We completely submit to you and depend on you. And thank you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name, would you give the Lord a hand clap with me for he's worthy. Jesus, you're worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you please be seated. I believe that God does miracles. Amen. I also believe that God loves it when he has an opportunity to perform a miracle. I believe any time God operates in the miraculous, he's operating in the norm of what's norm to him. Amen. God, everything you read about God, everything you uh, read throughout the scriptures about God is, is supernatural. Amen. I personally love the book of Genesis. I, I believe it's a book of progressive revelation because the, the, from the first pages, as you start reading about, about the Creator and you start realizing how God does, does things and how God brings things to pass, it's fascinating. Amen. The more you, you dig into the, the scriptures, the more you learn about God's character and God's personality. And finally, you come to the revelation of God's name. Aren't you thankful tonight for the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. I, I'm thankful tonight for the revelation of the scriptures that comes through the Holy Ghost. One of the greatest revelations we learn about God, that God is a miraculous God. And He, he loves to do things miraculously. In other words, uh, what's, what's miraculous to you and I is normal to God. And what's normal to God is miraculous to you and I. And as you read throughout the book of Genesis, you'll find out that everything God created, He created it miraculously. Amen. He didn't need to touch anything. He didn't need to uh, bring any raw material to create something. Amen. You can, maybe you can ask me to build you a pulpit, but uh, I would need some, some tools and, and some wood and some lumber and, and, and some, some help. But I wanna, when it comes to God, if God want to create something, God can speak it and there it is. He doesn't have to touch anything. He doesn't have to handle anything. The only thing that God was willing to touch is man. Hallelujah. That tells me that God is not afraid to get his hands messy, to pull something out, to bring somebody up, amen, to bring somebody, amen, and bring him out to his glory. Hallelujah. And I believe, and I'm thankful tonight, that we still can feel the touch of God. We can still feel the presence of God. I want to tell you, but if you don't feel that, uh, if you just have the Word of God, it is enough to hear you, to deliver you, to save you, to give you life, and to give you eternal life. I am thankful tonight that the Word is still powerful, and it still works. I said it still works. Hallelujah. When God wanted to create the world, He didn't need anybody's help. He didn't need anybody's opinion. He didn't need anybody's approval. He just spoke it and there it was. And everything that God did was miraculous. And I want to tell you tonight, when you go to heaven, everything you're going to see is miraculous. Because in the presence of the Lord, everything is supernatural and everything is miraculous. And I believe that was God's intention for us, God's intent for us, for you and I, to live in the miraculous. Hear me out tonight. Hallelujah. When God created Adam, He created him miraculously. That's right. Adam would still be alive tonight if he didn't sin. 
Hallelujah. But when sin entered into his life, amen, his, his days became number and he, 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 he was sentenced to die. But as long as he was in the garden, he was living in a supernatural lifestyle. Hallelujah. He didn't have to work to eat. Every, all the fruits of the garden was his. He lived in the presence of God. He lives, amen, in the favor of the Lord. He wasn't subject to sickness and diseases. Hallelujah, because he was in the presence of the Lord. But when Adam sinned, he was casted away from the presence of the Lord. And this is where, amen, he was casted away from the supernatural. But as long as Adam and Eve were in the garden, they enjoyed the miraculous presence, the miraculous works of God in their life. But when sin enters, it pushed them out from the presence of God. And that's what happened when you, when you leave God and you leave the presence of the Lord, you lose the supernatural. You lose the miraculous. You lose the favor of God, the blessings of God, the miraculous of God. Isn't it awesome that when you step into His presence, amen, you just feel His presence. The first miracle God will give you, He will fill you with the Holy Ghost. You start speaking in the heavenly language. I still did not figure it out how it happened, but I've seen people speak in tongues. It's a miracle. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, I can get water. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. God does miracles. And as you read throughout the scriptures, you'll find out that everything God did was miraculous. But Adam, when he fell in sin, he lost the blessings of the Lord. And now he became subject to time. He became subject to sickness and diseases. His days became numbered. His resources became limited. Amen. He had to work for a living. He had to till the ground. And he had to labor for it. The, 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 there, was, there wasn't that overflow of God's blessings in his life because of sin. But God did not intend for it to be that way. Hallelujah. That's right. God did not put Adam out, amen, in, in a place where he became mortal and he had to die and he had, he had to lose the, the blessings of the Lord. He, God intended him to live in the supernatural but isn't it awesome, amen, that even though Adam walked on God and sinned, that he lost the presence of God, God didn't give up on him, that God went after him. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, if I can summon to you the Bible tonight from Genesis to Revelation. Hallelujah. We were in the presence of God and the miraculous. Adam fell in sin. He fell into the world, into a place of limitation. And everything God is trying to do, he's trying to bring us back into his glory, into his miraculous, into heaven. Hallelujah. I'm excited about home. This world is not my home. Don't you, don't you grab into this world. This world is passing away. My eyes are on heaven. Oh, hallelujah. But as you read throughout the scriptures, amen, that God starts going after the human race. And here we read how God got him a man, and, and then this man was by the name of Abraham, and then he called him out, and everything that God told Abraham, he, said, he didn't give him scriptures, he didn't give him the law, all what he gave him was a promise, that if you follow me, I bless you. And the Bible says that Abraham believed God and he counted for him as righteousness. Can I tell you tonight that any time you believe that God is going to do what he said he's going to do, you're doing the right thing? 
And God counts it righteousness for you when you believe that you don't try to figure it out. You don't try to understand it. You don't try to analyze how it's going to come to pass. We're just going to believe because the Bible said it. God is going to bring it to pass. And when you believe it, God said, you know what? You're doing the right thing. Because you're not thinking in your mind. You're not thinking. You're not trying to, to understand me. You're just believing me. And when you believe God, you can get the Holy Ghost tonight. If you believe that God can fill you with the Holy Ghost, you can get healed tonight. Oh, hallelujah. 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 And when God wants to do something, God doesn't need a lot of people to do it. Amen. I've learned something about the Lord. All what God needs is one person. One person that will believe God. One person that will love God. One person that will follow God from all of his heart. One person that will be obedient to God. God can take that one person. Not that one person, he'll bring out a family. Not that family, he brings out a nation. Out of that nation, he brings out a church. And that's what God did with someone who believed him like Abraham. He brought out a nation. Out of that nation, he brought out the church. And a church that's being, that's built on believing God. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful tonight that you are the seed of Abraham through Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. That's right. And so it's been a, a struggle, I believe, that God had with the human race. Because they all, throughout the Old Testament, even when God called his people and tried to bring people to follow him, they struggled with knowing him and believing in him. There is something about you being uh, born into the miraculous and something else for you to be born into the darkness. Hallelujah. That's what happened with most of us. We were born in the world. We're used to the world. We're limited in our thinking, limited in our ways, because that's how they told us how to do things. But we walked one day into the church and we felt something that's not from this world. And our hearts started drawing to it and we wanted to connect to it. And the more we reach out to it, finally we found out that God is real and the Holy Ghost is real. And God filled us with the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden our eyes has been opened. Now we can pray and we can move the hand of God that governs the world. Hallelujah. Now we understand we're not limited to resources. We're not limited to our, we can, but we can pray and God can open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing that you cannot handle. Can I tell you tonight? This is really where the struggle is. I believe that when God saved us, He saved our souls, but He didn't save our mind. Our minds has to be changed and transformed and renewed. That's why I believe that God put the church in this world. Amen. So God can help us. That's why he gave us preachers and teachers. And he gave us the Bible. So we can learn how things work. That's basically how it is. Teach me how it works. Now you, you ask anybody out in the world. How can I have more? That's how they tell you. Well you got to save. That's right. You go to any financial people or bank or anybody. The first thing tell them, you tell them, I want to have more. They tell you, well, you got to open a saving account. You got to start putting things on the side. But you come to God and you ask him, God, how can I have more? God will tell you, you have to give. Completely opposite. Complete different thinking. The world thinks this way and God thinks this way. Hallelujah. And if you're going to try to live to God according to the way that you've been used to living, you're going to struggle all your life. Just like I did. I thought 
that when I come to the Lord and I live for the Lord, uh, amen, that, that I'm going to walk and Jesus is going to walk with me. And I got frustrated because here I am doing things the way I used to do them and things were not working. And I got tired of things not working until I came to the revelation that if I'm going to have God walk with me, I got to step up. I got to walk like He wants me to walk. I want to be where He is. And God is not in the natural. God is in the supernatural. You cannot walk by sight. You got to walk by faith. Oh, hallelujah. That's right. And so, He, he called His people out out of Egypt. We all know the story. If you open the back of your Bible and you can look at the back of the, of, of the maps where they were in Ramses, in Egypt. God could have easily taken them through Gaza and to the promised land. But God said, no, no, if you're going to walk with me and if you're going to be where I'm at, i got to put something into your heart. I'm going to put something into your mind. I'm going to take some things out. And that's been the process, amen, that we live in the church and live in for, with God, living for God. God is trying to take things out, trying to put things in. And that's why we go through trials and things. God trying to teach us how things work. I want to know how things work because I'm tired of living in the natural. I'm tired of being limited. I still believe that God can do anything and there is nothing that's impossible for the Lord. I still believe that God heals. Yeah, He heals. He heals from COVID-19. He still heals from sickness. He still heals from cancer. He still heals. He still delivers. He still saves. He still breaks chains. He still changes lives. He still put marriages back together. He still put families back together. God still does miracles. And I cannot give this out. I'm sorry. No matter what our eyes tells us, no matter what we see, no matter what happened, I'm still going to believe the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the Bible tells us, we all know the story. If you've been in Sunday school, you've, you've probably heard it a lot. God sends Moses and tells him, leads God's people. And we all know the story. He took them into the Red Sea. And here is, is God's people. They have a cloud in the day and a pillar of fire at night leading them. They weren't lost. They weren't wandering. But God was leading them. The man of God was leading them. And you know what he led them? He led them to the Red Sea where things were blocked. They couldn't go forward. There was no ships. There was no tunnels. There was no aeroplanes. There was no way out. They couldn't go back. They couldn't go forward. They couldn't go left. They couldn't go right. They're stuck. My question to you tonight, have you been living for God for a while? Amen. And you got to a place where you feel like you're stuck. And unless God gives you a miracle, you're going to die? Hallelujah. They cry out to Moses. Moses cries out to God. God tells Moses, what are you crying about? Stretch forth that rod and move forward. Hallelujah. And that's how it happens. So many times we're waiting on God to split our water so we can go forward. And God said, you take the first step. When you take that first step, I split the waters because signs follow them that they believe. You're waiting on signs, and signs are right behind you, waiting on you to take that step. 
When you take that step, God will open the doors of the miraculous and He'll let you walk on the dry ground. Something you've never seen before, you've never experienced before, but welcome to living for God. Hallelujah. It's a life of miracles. That's right. And you know what I've learned? I've learned some folks, amen, when, when they get a miracle in their life, Hallelujah. Something transpires in them. They change. You used to see them sitting at church. Amen. Not moving. But suddenly they get a miracle. And now they're, they're jumping. They're running their eyes. They're getting on the phone telling everybody how God gave them a miracle. Amen. We have Muslim people in Lebanon standing and testifying that we prayed for Muhammad all our life. He never answered a prayer. But we came to this church and prayed for you, God. We prayed for Jesus. And he moved and gave us a miracle. He took our cancer away. He touched our bodies. He healed our sick. He opened doors like nobody else. Oh, hallelujah. A miracle. A miracle will change the way you feel. It'll change the way you think. It'll change the way you live. It'll put fire in your heart. It'll put fire in your spirit. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right. Show me one person that's having a miracle. Amen. And I'll show you a person that's not backsliding. I'll show you a worshiper. I'll show you a praiser. I'll show you a testifier. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right. Amen. That's exactly what happened. We never heard anything about Miriam before. Moses' sister. But all of a sudden, they came out on the dry ground. And now she's dancing. She's writing songs. People who'd never sang before. Now they're composers. Amen. Something. The miracle will do something to your heart. When you go home tonight and God gives you a miracle, this whole week will change. Your whole 20 years will change. The whole, the rest of your life will change. Hallelujah. That's right. Well, they came on the other side. And everybody was excited. There was a revival. That's right. And you would expect God to tell them, well, just go on forward. Go north. You got to the promised land. But God said, no, wait, wait, wait. I want you to turn right. And there they went right. And they went into a, a, a trip for three days. And you can imagine all these Israelites with their children. I don't know about you. If you travel with children, you know I'm thankful my kids are older. But I traveled when they were young. And, and every, every other five minutes, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And you can imagine all these Israelites, they were excited the first day and the second day. On the third day, they got, they got thirsty and tired. Amen. They, they see water in the distance. And everybody thought, man, God remembered us. God, look, there is water there. And they ran and the water was bitter. And they didn't go there by mistake. They didn't just turn right because they weren't. No, God was leading his people to a better place. Have you been living for God for a while? And have not tasted bitterness? Get ready. It's part of the journey. Hallelujah. That's right. Amen. God led his people into a place of bitterness. And there they went, tasted the water. The Bible says the place was called Mara. In Arabic means bitter. 
Amen. And they, they complained to Moses. Moses talks to God and it's like God wanted to show his people that he doesn't just do miracles in any water, but he does miracles in better places. Hallelujah. And that's what God told Moses. Listen, Moses, and that's my translation. He said, Moses, anything I'm going to do for the Israelites, I'm going to do it for the church. So they've got to be types and shadows. So therefore, get you up a branch. Amen. That's a sign of the cross. And throw it in that bitter water. And you see how it can turn bitterness into sweetness. Can I tell you tonight, it doesn't matter how bitter the situation is. If you let Jesus get in the middle of it, I promise you, he'll give you a miracle. And he'll turn bitterness to sweetness. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was never the will of God for his people to dwell in a bitter place. It is not the will of God for you to to build a tent and live there and dwell there and die. It is the will of God for you when you taste bitterness in life to understand that God can change hearts, that God can give you a miracle in your bitter situation, that there's nothing impossible to God. That's right. And I don't understand it. We had people hate us. We had people want to shut us down. We had people wanted to close the church. We didn't know what to do. Man, we sent them flowers. We sent them gifts. We told them we loved them. I went and knocked at their doors. I said, forgive me if I've done anything. Nothing would work until I went to God and said, God, this is a bitter situation, but I need your help. I need your involvement. I need a miracle in their hearts. And can I tell you, it wasn't but a week later that they came to us and they said God spoke to them in a dream that God had touched their hearts and now you find them cleaning the church helping in the church wanting to do things for the Lord oh hallelujah it doesn't matter How bitter the situation is. God can heal it. God can heal your family. God can heal your marriage. God can heal your your relationships. God specializes in a bitter situation. Sometimes you got to take your hands off. Said God, all what I need is a miracle. Amen. I remember when we first went to Lebanon, the first year, we had enough money to pay rent on our building for one year. At the end of the year, we had to pay rent on our home, and, and we didn't have money, and I didn't know what to do, and I was stressed out, and I spoke to my wife, and my wife told me, well, honey, all what we need is a miracle. One, one simple miracle will move your mountain away, and, will, and you know what? I said, God, that's it. We just need a miracle. I know. Hallelujah. Sometimes you want to try to help God and touch the hand, grab the hand of God and direct and put God in a box. And God said, no, 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 I'll never do it your way. Hallelujah. My mother-in-law called me January. She said, honey, you got a Christmas gift. I said, what? She said, the IRS refund gave you a refund. You know how much it was? Exactly to pay the rent. Can I tell you tonight, God can work in a way you've never experienced it. If you just believe God, that God, my mountain is big, my situation is big, but I know a small miracle will take care of it. And that's what you all, what you need. You just need one miracle. One miracle. Hallelujah. That's right. And well, from there, God gave them a miracle. And the water turned to sweetness. And, and you would think that they would move on and, and, and go to the promised lands like God said. No, wait, wait a second. 
Hallelujah. I've got to put something in your heart. I've got to change you. Before I take you where I want to take you, I've got to get you ready. And I don't want to spend, I don't have much time, Brother Looper. I don't want to spend the next 20 years, God, trying to work on me. I want to get my head out of the sand. I want to say, God, open my eyes. Get me ready. I'm willing to move forward. I said, I want to move forward. I want to be the channel that God used. I want to be the conduit. I want to be the vessel that God used. Hallelujah. And there they went in the desert and they got hungry. Amen. If I can tell you tonight, maybe the economy got crashing and jobs closing, companies closing. The bottom line, there was no food on the table. There was no work. There was no, there's no way to eat. And uh, they go to God and God said, well, I am not going to send you a Walmart to the desert. Amen. Sometimes we wish we have a Walmart in Lebanon. <laughs> My wife loves Walmart. <laughs> But look what God answered them. He said, this is what I'm going to do. Every morning, you ready? Every morning that you wake up, you, leave, you get out of your tent. You don't stay lazy inside of your tent. You get up and you go out. When you go out of your tent, you got to expect a miracle coming down from heaven. I know you don't understand it because that's what miracles, you, you can't understand them. You cannot figure them out. Amen. Every morning when you wake up, you ought to expect a miracle. How I'm going to pay my bills? Well, you need a miracle. How I'm going to keep food on my table? Well, all what you need is a miracle. And it's easy for God. It's difficult for you, but it's easy for God. If you get up and be willing to do whatever, get dressed and get out, I believe that God will give you a miracle every day. And so every day of their life, and God didn't give them a miracle that lasted them the whole week, but God said, you know what, i got to teach you something, because if you're going to walk with me, you got to expect a miracle every day. And it seems like God, that wasn't enough for him. He said, you know what? I'll send you manna in the morning. I'll send you quail at night. So I'll send you a miracle in the morning and a miracle at night. Hallelujah. Amen. There is no food and economic troubles. and You name it. Amen. Everything is crazy. Hello, somebody. You wake up in the morning, a miracle in the morning and a miracle at night. That's right, a miracle in the morning, a miracle at night. Uh, for 40 years, a miracle in the morning and a miracle at night. And can I tell you that God's resources are much bigger than what you ever thought. Uh, God can move. God can keep His people. God is going to keep His church. Uh, can I tell you, He loves the church so much, uh, He gave His life to it. And you're sweating and fretting and, and wondering how it's going to all take place. Don't you worry. Stay in the church. Live for God. Believe God. God will give you a miracle. God will give you a miracle. Hallelujah. And that's how it's been happening. Amen. For eight years in the Middle East. Doors of the church still open. We're still pushing. We're still baptizing people. Can I tell you? A miracle in the morning. A miracle at night. Miracle in the morning. I'm not going to tell you every day was just as nice, spiritual. No, no. We have days that we deal with depression and oppression and troubles on every side. And you name it. But you know what? God's been faithful. God will give you a miracle in the morning and a miracle at night. God will sustain you. Hallelujah. That's right. And finally, here, they, they're walking. And out of nowhere. I mean, these were God's people. They're peaceful. They're not causing problems. They're living for God, doing what's right. And out of nowhere, these enemies comes out. 
Amen. Have you been living for God for a while and enemies comes out of nowhere? Just people hate you? Oh, what they want to see you fail? Amen. If you haven't got there, welcome. Amen. You walk to the streets, there's something about you that they hate. Amen. They look at you, they just don't, don't like the way you dress, the way you talk. They don't like your spirit. Amen. That's right. Amen. Haters, they, they're enemies. And all what they wanted is to destroy them. Well, the Amalekites came and wanted to kill, to kill God's people. And uh, there they are in the desert. God said, well, I'm not going to give you missiles or airplanes or, or tanks. But I'll tell you how you win your battle. Amen. I know it doesn't make sense because nothing so far makes sense. And that's what he told them. He said, if you lift your hands, you win. I know they're coming after you to take your home and to destroy you and to kill you and kill your future. But if you, if you can keep your hands up, you win. If you put your hands down, you lose. I know you're walking and you're feeling the pressure and you, you feel their hatred and you feel them coming against you and there is fear and there is trouble and you feel their attacks. But, but if you can keep your hands up, you win. You put your hands down, you lose. You keep praising. You keep worshiping. You win. You put your hands down. You give into depression and oppression and you die. But if you can keep your hands up, I want to tell you tonight, you can go through anything in life. It doesn't matter how they come against you. They can come against you 10,000 and they'll flee, hallelujah, from every direction. If you can just keep your hands up. I'm just going to keep my hands up. I know I'm fixing to lose everything, but that's all right. Keep your hands up. You will win because God never fails. God, at the last minute, at midnight hour, He'll give you a miracle. I'm still going to praise you. I'm going through losses. I'm still going to praise you because you're faithful. And at the end of it, God, you're going to give me a miracle. That's right. Hallelujah. And can I tell you, they won. Can I tell you, when we feel pressure, we don't give it to depression and oppression and try to figure out what we're going to do. You know what we're going to do. We're just going to keep our hands up. When I walk to the church, the first thing I want to do, I tell our folks, you lift your hands up. God will give you a miracle. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Listen to me tonight. You gotta push every wrong voice aside. Every voice that's trying to kill your faith, give you doubt, letting you know that's the end of it. It's not the end of it. Because the end of things with God are miraculous, are victorious. Amen. And finally, here they go. And some of them were murmuring, causing problems in. And they were Dying halfway. I mean, God intended for his people to make it to the promised land. But some of them were dying halfway. Vipers were coming out of nowhere, biting them. Because they were murmuring. Amen. When God promised them in Deuteronomy 28 that he's going to bless them, he let them live to a good old age. Isn't that right? He takes sickness from the midst of them. That's right. Hallelujah. Not one woman shall be barren. You know, not, what, not one word fell from what God told them. So they cry out to Moses, and Moses talks to God and said this again. Said God comes to Moses, tell him, listen, Moses, 
whatever I want to do for the Israelites, I'm going to do for the church. Because I'm fixing to come up with a better covenant that's built on greater things. Hallelujah. So you go ahead and get you a pole and hang you up a fiery serpent on it. And anybody, anybody that gets bit by a viper, anybody that's fixing to die halfway, all what they had to do is to look toward that pole. And healing gets imputed into their bodies. They didn't have to touch anything. They didn't have to drink anything or eat anything. That's the Bible. And every, every person, amen, it doesn't matter if they're murmuring. And I tell you, they weren't spiritual people, but they had a promise from God. And sometimes we're trying to be spiritual to get God's promise. It never works. You just got to believe God for it. Hallelujah. They were dying halfway and they looked and healing started getting into the body. Explain it to me. I cannot explain it. I can't explain how God can open a man's artery. But we had reports that, that a man with blocked arteries, all his arteries were blocked. I didn't see how God did it, but he did it. I don't know how God took a tumor out of a woman's head in our church. I didn't see how God did it, but God, amen, but he did it. And I'll tell you, I, I get tired trying to figure out how God is going to do it. I'm just going to believe him for it. Quit trying to figure out God and try to understand how it's going to happen. Just believe it. It's happening. It's going to happen. God will do it. And that's what John said exactly. He said, just like Moses, hanged up that fiery serpent on the cross. Amen. So was Jesus hanged on the cross. That anybody believes on him. Hallelujah. That's right. And that's why I believe. I believe that Jesus could have been brought to an altar and and slain. And his blood would have been sufficient to wash all sins away. He didn't need to take one stripe. But do you know why he took stripes? For our healing. Hallelujah. If you stand with me tonight. I believe the Lord can heal you tonight. It's his desire to heal you. He loves to heal you. He loves to do miracles. Hallelujah. I have faith tonight that God can bless you and help you in better situation. God can move, change someone's heart. I, I don't want to try to change people. Just let God change them. Hallelujah. That's right. The angel came to Mary. God sends her a messenger, a preacher. Basically, he told her, well, you're going to have a miracle, Mary. You're going to be pregnant. And uh, you're going to have a baby. And you're going to call his name Jesus. That's a given name. Mary and Joseph didn't choose it. God did. Hallelujah. I love that. I love that name. She didn't understand how a miracle happens. And, and the, the angel tried to explain to her as simple as, as our mind can understand. And, then, and that's, that's how you're going to get your miracle tonight. I'm going to try to explain it to you as, as simple as the Bible would tell us. The, Bible, the angel told Mary, that's how a miracle happens. The Holy Ghost will, will come upon you. And when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, the power of God will overshadow you. And that thing that's birth of you is going to be a miracle. Miracle happens when the presence of God moves. That's how God created everything. He moved and he spoke things. Amen. We had my wife's sister-in-law, her brother, several years ago. They couldn't have a baby for years and, and she got the surgery. And the doctor told her, no, definitely you cannot have babies. And it was Thanksgiving. We were in Georgia. 
And we were there. And, and while I was there, we finished dinner and everybody was getting ready to go home. And, and I felt something in my heart telling me that, that Michelle is going to get a miracle. And I said, Lord, if, if, if you're going to give Michelle a miracle, I want you, Lord, to speak to her. Ask her. Tell her to be prayed for. And I sat and I waited. And, and suddenly, they got, she grabbed her purse and, and Jay, her, her, my wife's brother, they got up to leave. And as they were walking by the couch, she turned around and she said, Tofik and April, would you pray for me that God would give me a baby? And I want to tell you, when she said that, I felt the presence of God filled that family room. I knew that God was going to give her a miracle. Because when God moves, you can expect God. God doesn't just move. When God moves, He's fixing to do something. I'm thankful for what I feel in this place tonight. But I feel like God is fixing to do something. We prayed for Michelle. And do you know, 10 months later, Michelle had a baby boy. Named him Elijah. God gave her a baby boy. The doctors didn't understand how, how it happened. But can I tell you, God does miracles. There is nothing that's impossible to God. And that's what I want you to do tonight. For those who want a miracle, only those who need a miracle tonight. I want you to be bold in your spirit. And I want you to walk to this front. And when you get to this front, I don't want you to kneel. But I want you to lift your hands as high as you can. And before you pray, I want you to take a moment and feel after the presence of God. I don't want you to think how God is going to do it. How God is going to heal you. How God is going to fix that thing. How God is going to move. How God is going to bring your backslidden children home. How God is going to do things. I don't want you to think about it. I want you to believe with me tonight that God will give you a miracle. And if you want a miracle, amen, there is something when you take a step of faith. That's what I tell our church. I know that God can do it in the back of the building. But when you move, you're, you're making a statement that I'm coming forward to get my miracle tonight. And before you pray and ask God for it, please uh, take a moment and lift your hands. Start feeling after the presence of God. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is going to fill these altars as you reach out to Him. Hallelujah. That's all right. Start speaking in tongues. Uh, let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost flow. Take your eyes off your, your weakness and your pain and your back pain and your trouble. Hallelujah. And start worshipping Him and praising Him tonight. Believe with me. Believe with me. Hallelujah. God want to lift your faith tonight. He wants you to know that He's still God. He's still God. Now that you feel His presence, start asking Him. And shoot high. Hallelujah. Ask God for your miracle. Tell Him, Lord, I know that there is nothing that's impossible to you. And I'm putting my faith in you tonight. Take that tumor away and take that cancer away. Take that sickness away. There is nothing hard for you. We are your people. We are your people. We're the people of the name. And there is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And now as you feel the presence of the Lord, do what Mary did. Hallelujah. She said, Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. 
I receive it right now in the name of Jesus. I don't have to feel it. I don't have to understand it. I'm just going to believe your word. I'm just going to believe your word. And she went on and she went down to the house of Judah. That's what I want you to do tonight. Go down to the house of Judah and praise him for it. Lift your hands up. Say, God, I praise you. I can go through anything. I can go through anything with my hands up. Because you're great. And you're excellent. And you're faithful. And you're true. And you're in control. And you're all powerful. And you're kind. And you're generous. And you're a great physician. And you're a miracle working God. And I love you. And I worship you tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, I encourage you, come to the front. Lift your hands. God will give you the Holy Ghost tonight. He loves you. He's eager to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, that's it, that's it. As you feel the presence of the Lord, praise Him, believe Him. God, send your angels to my home. Send your angels to my children. Send your angels to my jobs. God, move, Lord, tonight. Send your angels into the city, Lord. Stir up the hearts of the city. Bring the backsliders, God. Heal the people. Give the city a revival, Lord. God, we're believing you for it, God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Lord God, Lord God, Lord God, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Hallelujah. I praise you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus.
Jesus. Come on, let's sing it from our hearts right now. Hallelujah. Miracle can happen. Come on, lift up your voice. Sing it with faith right now. In Jesus' name. Let's lift our hands, lift our voices toward God. Thank God for His Word tonight. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's give God praise for what He's done in this house right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I praise you. I praise you. I worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Azar, for the Word of God. Amen. How many is thankful for the Word of God tonight? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that God has performed miracles in this house tonight. Amen. Miracles are not always noted at that particular moment. Amen. But miracles will be noted in the future from this service tonight. I believe that. I believe that God has done things in this house tonight. How many believe that? Why don't you clap your hands and rejoice? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Remember, they're serving over at the gym, so get over there quickly. You know the routine. Let brother and sister Azar know how glad we are there in the house of the Lord with us tonight. Amen. Be safe. See you here Wednesday night. Lord bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.